Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 207 of the Your Money, Your Life podcast. We do this every week. Before we get into the episode, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate and review wherever you're listening. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, hit the notification bell, subscribe as well. Um, and we'll get into it this week, episode 207. My voice sounds a little hoarse. This is the third time this winter season that I feel like I've gotten sick. And that's unusual for me as someone who doesn't get sick very often. Um, these are minor, minor sicknesses, not, not nothing crazy. I'm still moving around, still doing what I have to do, but not fun. So that's the reason if you hear my voice sounding not as strong, that is the reason. But you don't care about that. You care about what is going on in the news. Well, first and foremost, we'll do our, our, our market update and talk a little bit about what we're seeing in the market. Um, the market right now, it's been about flat. There's been nothing crazy, nothing exciting uh, that much as far as data coming out. Earnings are, are not all there yet, but they're coming down the pipeline um, we got some banks that are that have already um, reported earnings. With um, um, some of them, we'll talk potentially talk about. But the big data that did come out was the weekly job uh, jobless report. We um, so that data came out, and it was initial filings for unemployment insurance totaled one hundred eighty seven thousand for the week ending January thirteenth. This is the lowest level since September fourteenth, twenty twenty two. Um. This, uh, the total marked a 16,000 decline from the previous week and came in below the Dow Jones estimate of 208,000. So again, this data is pretty much saying the market, the jobs market is still tight, still plenty of jobs, especially during the seasonality period. It looks like it's lingered a little bit longer, um, which is good for people. And then it's now a situation of what does the Fed do when they read into this? Does that mean that they're going to look at this like we still have more to go when it comes to inflation, to raising rates, or to keeping rates steady, which is what we've predicted. So there's strength in the labor market. Even the Federal Reserve is trying to slow the economy. Um, and the job markets in particular needs to slow so people will stop spending um, as much and inflation could subside a little bit. So that's what's going on um, currently. So um, we'll see the markets responding to, to this new data today and as we said, um, this week has been roughly flat. Again, over five days, barely you know half a percent down. Um, month, a little bit over a quarter of a percent up. So it's been a it's been a quiet trading period um, so far over the past month or so. But if you look at it from a year standpoint, again, a strong year, and that's why we have long term investors because we're not people. We don't work with people that are trying to do this trading or trying to like time everything. No, it's a long-term process. Preserve and grow wealth. That's the way. Spend time. Your, your time is spent better elsewhere than trying to do some sort of trade to make yourself rich. Um, so that's the big update on the market. Now, again, quieter, nothing crazy. Let's dive into what's going on this week. Um, I just thought this was interesting. America's fast, 25 fastest growing jobs. I haven't even looked at it. So I don't know what they are. Um, did they unveil it? Uh, LinkedIn News. Let's see. Uh, this year's job list. I haven't seen it. Curious to see what they are. The fastest growing jobs um, via LinkedIn. LinkedIn's taking forever to give me this story. For those that are not on YouTube. Um, do we have it? Chief growth officer. I think that's a chief revenue officer. That's pretty much a sales job, like someone that's done well in sales. Um, strategies for driving revenue. Okay. Yeah. And I think 
if you think about it, if you're in corporate, one of the best areas to be is is a revenue generator, right? That's people that is always going to be needed. You know, if you're a small business owner, or someone that owns a business, you're not going to hire someone unless they can generate revenue. Why was why would you do that? You don't want to just add an expense without you know adding a top line value to your to yourself. So that's that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, people that can sell are always going to be in high demand. Government program analyst, no clue. Well, the government's expanding. The IRS is expanding. Um, the government's using the trillions they printed to expand, hopefully, in, in areas that uh, can make them more effective. So I don't know what that is exactly, but it looks like it's growing. Environmental health safety manager. Sounds boring, but um, it's if you do that job, I apologize. Um, environmental health is ensure that companies are fostering a safe and stable workplace for employees. Okay, actually understand that um hr like function director of revenue operations comes in at four that's another revenue generating role of course highly in demand highly needed sustainability analyst okay it's like revenue and sustainability so those are the areas we're looking at um have vice president of diversity and inclusion despite people trying to say on twitter dei must die it's still thriving um so yeah, those are interesting jobs. It's it's always good for people that are job seekers out there to know what that is. And speaking of job seeking, JP Morgan has said they're going to hire a bunch of people now. They're planning to add roles this year, even as rounds of layoffs um, have happened. Uh, they're looking to add, um, in, they employ more than 300,000 people. They're, they're, uh, the bank revealed that hackers are trying to breach the system about 45 billion times a day. Whoa. So it must be in the IT services realm, but um, they are, it looks like they're hiring around the IT cybersecurity realm because um, they've got people trying to hack them because they have the most commercial assets in the country, uh, potentially uh, worldwide, at least in the top five. So um, they're adding hiring. They're adding hiring heads. They're trying to protect their assets, trying to protect their bank. Um, speaking of banks, and different companies, bonuses are getting the squeeze. So companies are being a little bit more tight around the budget when it comes to annual parties. They're, those complaining about the Christmas parties not being as um, affluent as they have been in the past. Um, so some people that aren't on potential commission jobs and just get bonuses based on the company's performance, um, those bonuses are fell. The average fam payment fell 21% last month from a year earlier to $2,145. According to a payroll software company, Gusto, it tracks 300 small businesses, so 300,000 small businesses. So this is a company, Gusto tracks these these bonuses, these Christmas bonuses, they used to call them, um, and they've fallen, it looks like. Um, and again, that's signs of the times. Demand is slowing, so companies are, are, are preparing for that. They've done layoffs, they've done other things to restructure, and now they're tightening the belt a little bit. Um, so you're going to see that across the board. Um, what else? There wasn't again nothing crazy in the news. We had the NFL playoffs. I literally missed on every pick almost besides my Kansas City team. Um what a wild playoff run uh for a lot of teams. Rookies, young teams, Packers, Houston. We'll see what they could do this weekend. Excited to see that. So this was the interesting story. Burger King bought its largest franchisee for one billion to rebuild its realm its own way. So of course you know these restaurant models. The models to grow is to license franchise um, your restaurant to other people that want to build one in their area. You take a seven percent licensing fee or any of those franchise fee. Um, and Burger King, of course, McDonald's, a lot of them do that. Chipotle even does it. Um, but 
Burger King said it's buying their largest franchisee, Carol's Restaurant Group, for a whopping $1 billion. Um, the proud parent of BK, um, uh, so Restaurant Brands International owns Burger King, Popeyes, Firehouse Subs, and Canadian Tim Hortons, Canadian uh, fave Tim Hortons. Um, so they're going to take over um, 1,000 Burger King locations that Carol's Restaurant Group had. And they want to rebuild it. That's That's interesting that... I haven't really seen this deal done. Someone buying a franchise back, they must have, the franchise must have been doing really, really well. Um, and maybe they want a key, couple key players there that know how to grow these things because that's pretty pretty impressive. Someone starts franchises, grows it up to a thousand restaurants and then sells it back to the to the franchisor. That's quite impressive deal for Carol's Restaurant Group. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm assuming there's some key players there that they want to... Um, um, have on their side. Uber is shutting down the booze delivering app Drizzly to bolster its all-in-one empire. So Drizzly was like a alcohol delivery company um, and Uber bought it for like 1B, 1 billion, um, I believe. Um, and now they're shutting it down. They bought it for 1.1 billion. Drizzly is one of the biggest online alcohol delivery marketplaces with 100 million plus customers. Uh, but unlike Uber, Drizzly doesn't have its own delivery drivers. It simply provides the tech um, Uber says it's, it'll sell alcohol through its namesake app. It will close Drizzy's operations in March to focus on its core Uber Eats strategy. So interesting. It seems like they're just like studying down Drizzy, doing it through Uber Eats, wasted $1.1 billion, <laughs> writing it down. Um, but that's um, kind of crazy here to, to go to see that. Um, so, yeah, a lot of writing down and marking down um, um, companies for people that made – I wonder when that acquisition was. Let's go back and see. Um, does it say? I'm curious if it was in the last couple of years. I'm assuming it was last few years, I should say. Um, so, yeah. Crypto uh, ETF. Um, we talked about that a little bit. Again, I'm a proponent of owning the, the security itself. We've always said that. Own the digital security. Um whether it's through you know your wallet exchanges, hopefully better in the wallet if you're really getting deep dive to things. The ETF itself, I'm, I'm not a proponent of buying ETF when you buy the, the digital currency itself. I think we talked about that last week. Um, so roundtable today, I did a, a fun presentation to the New York Small Business Development Center this past week, like a couple of days ago, actually. Um, and we talked about 2023, 2024. So um, I have the deck up here and I'm going through what a little bit of things high level, what we talked about for those that are setting the table for themselves for 2024 and how they're thinking about it. One of the things we did talk about was goal setting for the new year. And one thing that my fiance taught did, I think last year and this year too, was she like wrote a contract to herself uh, and you sign it. So a lot of times when we do these goals or I can speak for myself when I do them, do them in the beginning of the year, forget about it. Don't pull it out till end of the year. I'll be working towards them, but it's kind of in the background. But now when you write a contract to yourself, meaning write down the things you're going to accomplish, right? Literally do a contract and sign it. I literally did a signing through DocuSign. It's like you're making a deal with yourself that you're going to push through these things every day. Um, and it's going to be more top of mind and it keeps yourself and your family accountable. So that's one tidbit I think was, it was really helpful. Um, quantify how you're going to grow your business. 30%, 40%, 50%, do something new, invest in something, um, another industry, quantify that um understand big expenses for the year review last year we talked about this but review last year what went well what didn't how did you allocate your resources um 
And then, of course, on the personal finance side, budgeting, saying stuff. We've had a lot of great clients that are like, all right, new year. I want to save money. Um, I'm going to max out my IRA, which is now $7,000 uh, for the traditional and the Roth uh, for 2024. 7000 is the max contribution. So we've seen a lot of clients that are smart. They're doing that. They're maxing out their, their contributions if they're able to, because um, that now that contribution limit is $7,000. Um, and we're seeing a lot of self-employed people really trying to button up and do things the right way. So keep the budget in mind for 2024. How are you going to um, keep that to where you want to reach your goals, right? So covering your needs, saving, and then, of course, still having your leisure and and uh, discretionary spending as well. So those are the things we focused on a little bit the high level. I think a lot of people did like the last podcast where we talked about 401k changes, um, the, uh, the secure act, um, and also just the retirement account changes. So, um, we'll be doing a lot of personal finance stuff, maybe going over stuff we've talked about in the past for new listeners. Um, but I wanted to make sure people had a, a brief understanding of that. And also we talked about in this, this webinar selling your business. How does that work? Um, how can you do it? Um, why you would sell a business. So small business owners, employees, it doesn't matter what you are. These are super, super helpful tips uh, for people that are looking to um, really just get themselves right for 2024. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the podcast this week. We always love when you join us each week. Make sure you do so. Share with family and friends. We will talk to you next week.